0: Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Krenitsya, The Well, a podcast series about interesting Ukrainians around the world. Today is Thursday, October 1st, 2020. My guest for this episode is Mike Dohan, who is a board member and involved with communications with the Ukrainian Genealogy Group National Capital Region which is located in Ottawa, Canada. Welcome, Mike, how are you?
1: doing very well, thank you, how are you?
0: Great, thanks so much for agreeing to be interviewed this evening. And thanks
1: for inviting me, I really look forward to this.
0: So to start off with, I'd like to get some personal background about you. Uh, Were you born in Canada or did you emigrate from somewhere else?
1: I'm Canadian born with mostly a Ukrainian background, although one of my grandparents was half Polish, which technically would make me one-eighth, but um, uh, even with some personal genealogy research and DNA test results hinting at a little bit of uh, other European heritage, uh, I do basically consider myself a Ukrainian-Canadian as I grew up in a uh, Ukrainian household with Saturday morning Ukrainian school and dancing and and various church and community events over the years.
0: And were both of your parents from Ukraine?
1: Uh, No, just uh, my father he came to Canada in the 1950s as a, a third wave Ukrainian immigrant. Um, he was born in 1923 in the town of Skalat, which is in the Chernobyl oblast or province. And uh, like many Ukrainians at the time, he was taken to Germany as a forced laborer during the war. And uh, following the war, he was a DP, a displaced person in Germany, worked a while in Belgian coal mines before coming to Canada. And he he actually tried to immigrate to the u.s first uh, philadelphia to be exact where his uncle lived but uh, luckily for me at that time it was somehow easier for him to, to get to canada from belgium rather than to the u.s my mother uh, on the other hand uh, was born in montreal in 1924 her parents came to canada as second wave immigrants uh, in the early 1920s my maternal grandmother was also from the Ternopil oblast in uh, from the town of nastasiew Uh, whereas my grandfather was um, a little bit further north uh, in the Lobille Oblast uh, from a town called nove vet
0: And have you always lived in the Ottawa area?
1: Actually, I'm a native Montrealer, um, born and raised there, and uh, after I completed my engineering degree at McGill University in Montreal, I I found employment uh, two hours down the road here in Ottawa, working uh, my career in the, the telecom technology sector and have been here ever since. And a big factor back then was uh, dating and later marrying an Ottawa girl who was uh, half Lemko Ukrainian, uh, which further deepened my Ukrainian family roots.
0: And how large is the Ukrainian community there in Ottawa?
1: I'd say it's it's relatively small when you compare it to some of the other urban centers like Edmonton, Winnipeg, and uh, Toronto in particular. Um, I think looking at some census data, uh, something like about 20,000 or so, people self-identify as being of Ukrainian descent, and that's um, out of a total population of about 1 million people in the uh, Ottawa metropolitan area. Being the capital of Canada and a government town, Ottawa um, has a fairly transient and I think well-educated population where people from other parts of Canada come here uh, during their career and and often uh, eventually put down roots here. So in my opinion, this has resulted in a small but a a very active and, and vibrant community
0: to where do most of Ukrainians in the Ottawa area trace their U- heritage in Ukraine?
1: Um, historically, the I think the first uh, settlers in Ottawa were uh, the so-called first wave and came to Canada in the early 1900s, and uh, most were destined to go out west to settle the, uh, the western prairie provinces, but uh, happened to pass through Ottawa, stayed and, and found work and built the initial community. Um, when I looked at uh, histories of some of the, uh, well, the three main Ukrainian parishes, because parishes were the, the traditional centers of uh, these fledgling uh, communities. Catholic parish was founded about uh, 1915, and I think most of the families there were from Galicia or Halychyna. And uh, around the same time, there was also an Orthodox parish, I think founded in 1918, and the immigrants from there were largely from the Bukovina era. And for a long time, that church was actually even known as the Bukovinian church. There's also another uh, main uh, Ukrainian Orthodox parish formed in the late 40s, again from mostly Western Ukraine, but more recently uh, people are coming from uh, all over Ukraine.
0: When and how did you first become interested in genealogy?
1: As a child, I think I was always curious about family connections and um, about my Ukrainian heritage. Um, Often asking my parents, uh, you you know, be with someone or be at someone's place, you know, how so-and-so is related to us, and, you know, the answers are typically received where, well, that's a relative of your babas, or that's a cousin of Gido's. So I think I always had that curiosity, but probably what got me uh, really going into actual genealogy was when my uh, Ukrainian father-in-law passed away relatively young in 1989, and I realized that I missed the opportunity to learn more about his side of the family and about my wife's Lemko roots. And family deportation from Poland to the Soviet Union in the 40s and how the family lived in Ukraine in the communist era. So uh, luckily I was able to reconnect or we were able to reconnect with uh, that side of the family, various uncles and cousins in Ukraine and uh, bring back some of that heritage. But for me that was a wake-up call that if I was going to take this seriously I needed to start asking questions and document anecdotes and facts while my parents and other people were alive and and not wait until it was too late and have regrets like a lot of people that I meet in uh, genealogy circles.
0: And are you a founder of the UGG and when was it founded?
1: Well, short history. Um, The UGG planning activities started around 1999, but it was uh, formally founded in 2000, by, uh, mainly by a fellow named Ted Lomatsky, who was uh, a local person uh, here in Ottawa, who was a genealogy enthusiast. And I w- although I was a member from the start, um, it was really Ted and our current head coordinator Myron Mumrick, who were the main organizers for the first uh, couple of years. However, when when Ted moved from Ottawa to the east coast of Canada in uh, 2003. Uh, I was asked to join our board and, and assume a lot of his responsibilities for our, our webpage, communications and emailings and things like that. So um, ever since then, we've run the organization with a three-person board, uh, myself, Myron, and first with a, a fellow named Bud Budzinski. But then when Bud stepped down as, uh, in 2010 due to health, uh, a friend of mine, Jerry Fickus, stepped in and uh, he's been with us, uh, with myself and Myron for the last 10
0: years. And how many members does the group have today?
1: Well, over the years, we've um, amassed a a mailing list of about 300 to 400 people. Uh, Not all of them are active, or some of them are even dead emails. But uh, on average, when we have our meetings, I'd say we have 30-plus attendees at most of our meetings, Uh, even though the makeup of uh, the audience will will differ drastically from month to month, depending on, on what topic there is. And we also um, have about 25 to 30 uh, paid members. Uh, it's it's just a voluntary membership, but it's uh, uh, since we're uh, a not-for-profit community group, um, uh, we do have a, a few hardcore members who who do support us financially. So we're we're lucky over the years that um, I know other genealogy groups have dropped in attendance, but ours has has been pretty consistently at the 30-35 uh, attendees per uh, per monthly meeting.
0: And is your membership primarily older folks, or do you have younger members, Gen X and younger?
1: Like many genealogy groups, yes, it, the membership definitely tends to be uh, more on the senior and middle-aged side. But we quite often have a sprinkling of, uh, of a few younger people at our meetings. And uh uh, overall, the, our membership, as I mentioned, has been steady and has grown somewhat over the years. So I, th- I think it does reflect uh, an ongoing um, influx of new blood over the 20 years, but uh, definitely more on the
0: uh, on the older side. What kind of programs do you offer? Are they only for Ukrainians in Canada, or do they have a broader appeal?
1: Well, our programming format, uh, first off, is um, it's consisting of uh, monthly meetings held at our local Ukrainian Catholic Church Hall. Um, Ukrainian genealogy, of course, is the core focus, as we regularly feature topics such as uh, individual members presenting their family histories, and we bring in expert speakers to present uh, information on, on sources and techniques and DNA. And um, something we also try to encourage our members uh, is to publish family histories. Um, we also have speakers from other similar ethnic communities over the years, um, Jewish speakers, uh, Germans from Ukraine, Latvian, whose family history experiences, um, can be applicable to our members' research. So, uh, we, we, also consider ourselves a, uh, a self-help organization where we encourage members to identify any research problem or success that they've experienced and, and try to share that with, uh, other members. Um, however, we often stray uh, a, a little bit or we stretch the boundaries of genealogy quite often to include topics which um, really intended to help uh, members appreciate their overall Ukrainian heritage. So it's, we have diverse topics sometimes, like uh, recently we had something about lost folk art of Ukrainian cemeteries. Had a, a few meetings on identifying military uniforms in uh, old family photographs. We have a couple of members who are are pretty um, expert on uh, military matters. Um, also had a particular another um, uh, Catholic priest in uh, our community who gave us a couple of talks on um, traditional Ukrainian marriage and Ukrainian uh, death and burial rituals. So we're not always focusing just on, on genealogy, but quite often we go a little bit beyond that to try to round out uh, people's knowledge of um, of uh, what it's like to be Ukrainian. Um, also in Ottawa, we're, we're fortunate to have access to a, a pretty strong base of speakers and resources, and uh, in particular, our coordinator, Myron Mumrick, is well-connected. Um, Especially through his career at the National Archives in Ottawa, which is a great resource for uh, for research, as well as through um, other organizations in the city, uh, universities, and until recently, we used to have the uh, Andriy Sheptytsky Institute of Eastern Christian Studies and the Ukrainian Catholic Seminary here in Ottawa, which also um, provided us uh, good access to various academics and, and students.
0: And I know that your group has started offering virtual webinars how successful have they been and when did you start doing that
1: well we um when our church hall wi-fi upgraded a couple of years ago then we we started thinking about uh, broadcasting our live meetings simultaneously over a webinar so uh, over the last year we've had some little internal trials and then uh, late last year we settled on a product so our, our first actual webinar took place this past january uh timing was, was really fortunate as we were able to essentially carry on our monthly meetings in a, a webinar only format once the pandemic hit and restricted public gatherings. So um overall we're we're quite pleased with the format and how it's it's gone ahead. And we believe most of our members feel the same way. Um we we've, we've also had uh you know the bonus that we now have the ability to reach out to new attendees both in our community who really couldn't travel to our, our meetings uh, on Tuesday evenings, but also uh, people across Canada and North America who um, you know, just heard about us and now have the opportunity to uh, attend our meetings. So um, when the pandemic is hopefully one day under control and we can resume in-person meetings, we'll, we'll probably continue to um, simulcast our presentations as webinars at the same time as the
0: live meetings. And has UGG ever considered offering any tours to Ukraine for genealogy purposes? Um,
1: Organizing tours is not something we've done per se. Uh, I've seen other genealogy groups coordinate these, and they they seem fantastic. Um, But a regular feature of our meetings over the years is for members to present uh, any experiences they may have from recent trips uh, to visit the old country. Uh, For many of our members, uh, that's an integral part of discovering their history, is uh, the pilgrimage to the ancestral towns. So uh, we're always interested in members sharing their perspective about travel in Ukraine and Poland and dispelling or confirming any misconceptions people may have. And it's always a treat for most of the attendees to hear some of the stories about members' journeys back to the ancestral towns and making discoveries and uh, renewing contacts with family members.
0: And does UGG collaborate with other genealogy groups, either in Canada or elsewhere? Uh, well, I'm actually very
1: proud of the collaboration that we've had between our group and uh, the Nashi-Pretke group in New Jersey that uh, you're a part of, Mike. Um, Myron and I started, uh, well, we made a presentation in June of 2019, I believe, about Ukrainian Canadian genealogy, uh, which was featured as, as part of the Nashi-Pretke webinar series, and then um, in october of 2019 uh we were thrilled to have you present uh, a presentation on titled the history of ukrainians in the u.s 1600 to 2019 via skype that was really well received so uh, hopefully we'll be able to continue such collaborations with uh nationally um we've also put up feelers to other ukrainian and eastern uh european genealogy groups in canada about most mutual presentations given that we uh, are starting to use the webinar technology and hopefully uh, this might also bear fruit one
0: day. And we're almost out of time Mike but I'd like to ask you one last question. What future plans do you have for the group and are there any new programs planned?
1: At this point nothing drastically new has changed. Uh, I think we've made a fundamental leap with webinars so our Our main focus for the foreseeable future is um, continuing to extend our online presence and and delivering presentations to a wider audience. Uh, For us, too, the the webinar technologies really opened the door to uh, many more speaker and topic possibilities. For example, our most recent webinar last month featured a speaker who was formerly from Canada, but who's now a PhD student in England, uh, who spoke to us about the Rus civilization and uh, related archaeological digs in Ukraine, which is really fascinating stuff and and something that would not have been possible in the past. So we're... um, always now on the lookout for new speakers and topics uh, from any part of the world, um, things that would be of interest to our members. And uh, so we'd invite anyone uh, who'd like to present to our group to contact us at our email address or visit our website and uh, express some interest.
0: Mike, I want to thank you for coming on Kranitzia this evening.
1: Thank you very much. Really appreciate the, uh, the opportunity.
0: I have been speaking with Mike Dohen. Who is a board member and involved with communications with the Ukrainian genealogy group National Capital Region in Ottawa, Canada. This is Mike Burek, your host and producer of Krenitsya, The Well, a podcast series about interesting Ukrainians and their activities around the world. Until next time, that's all for now.